listening to the Burnham Society Podcasts. I'm your host, Rowan Bristol, proprietor of Bristol Books. Bristol Books, located just below the Underground Theater Company, where we will sell no book before its time. And that time happened to be last Thursday. Feel free to try again next year over at Bristol Books. We've got a bit of house cleaning over at Nobody's Favorite Bookstore this week. In a true Northsider tradition, our windows are covered up with whatever local theater project is going on, and I have to say, we've been a little lazy about pulling them down in time. So we've cleaned up the windows, let in the sunlight, and anybody who wants some free posters from local performances, let me know. We've got Action Movie The Play, Organic Theater's Warp by Neil Adams, Glengarry Glen Ross over at The Goodman, and True West by uh, Gary's Company over at Hull House. Nice kid. The two remaining posters on the window will be up until July, thanks to the quality of the upcoming performances and the hefty bribes paid to me. Future donations can be sent to me via rowan.bristol at gmail.com. Have you ever been to a circus or a renaissance fair and watched the jugglers, jousters, and costume lunatics and said to yourself, yeah, but what will these people be doing when they're 50? The answer is Shakespeare. The Optimist Theater, the theater that doesn't know the meanings of the words failure, surrender, or irony, stages equity performances of the Bard's greatest hits outdoors in tropical Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Previous performances have included The Tempest, Twelfth Night, and Macbeth. This year it's the comedy As You Like It, which is about as funny as setting a slack rope walker on fire, which is admittedly pretty funny. <laughs> Now you're saying to yourself, I wouldn't pay good money to watch dusty old plays, even with top professional talent in staging. And I, as well as the good people of Optimist, agree with you. The Optimist offers their productions entirely for free. The price is right for an evening of Shakespeare. For more information and their Throw a Tomato at Ron Scott Fry pledge drive, contact them at OptimistTheater.org. Be sure to tell Susan she has great hair. Our second company is staging their first play, and since their background is from Made of Fail, that's... promising. When starting a new theater, you want to produce something current, relevant, and exciting, with names the audience will instantly recognize. To this end, the Moore Bacon Theater Company is putting on Terry Pratchett's Weird Sisters, a Discworld-based Shakespeare send-up written by the guy that came after Douglas Adams and before Neil Gaiman. It's a play with magic, fantasy, and wonder, so the perfect place to stage it will be in a theater half the size of a Starbucks and hire a director that's paid in Thai food and bourbon. This potential catastrophe is premiering in July, with a Kickstarter beginning next week. One of the prizes is a Burnham Society episode with a personalized shout-out and theme. With our present production schedule, expect that prize sometime around October of 2016. Check the Burnham Society page for more details. Which brings us to our main topic, shapeshifters. One of the great lies told to us from the time we're small is to be ourselves. Whether it's for romance, at work, or when an Area 2 officer has beating you across the skull with a phone book, we're told that only our truest, most authentic selves will bring about the desired result. But the authenticity others desire is just another mask we're supposed to construct and present for examination. No one knows this truth better than the residents of the 51st Ward. Much like the immigrant cultures that filled Chicago in the late 1800s, most of the magical folk of the city just wanted to get along, make sure their kids were better off. For some, it was just a matter of making sure to have your child's ears clipped or tails tucked. 
Others had a trickier time and fell into work that would limit their visibility. But there were always those who could effortlessly shift from one world into the next. Some simply used magic. It's no easy feat, but every fox over the age of a hundred in the city knows how to craft an illusion that makes them look entirely human. The traditional leaf on the head as a talisman has been replaced with neckties, jewelry, and old copies of the Chicago Reader. Some mortals have learned similar magic. In the Old Town School of Black Magic, there was a librarian who was a practiced cat Sith and could transform from human to feline nine times. There's always a limit to such arts, as nature tends to want folks to be one thing or another. Failure to follow that rule has ended in both tragedy and furries. For others, changing one's skin from one form to another is more physical than magical. There are those that wear their shapes like clothes, moving in and out of forms with the changing of the seasons, the moon, or terrain. A selkie isn't a seal or a person. It's a selkie. After a riot sparked when a team of Georges tried to cure a werewolf pack out of Jeffrey Boulevard, the Wear Pride movement was born and formed a vibrant community with some powerful backers. Not convinced? Look in your pocket and figure out how much silver is actually in your quarters. The last on our list is the rarest, but also the most worrisome. Technically, they're not even magic, but to call them human is too high praise for what these people have become. Doppelgangers are specialists in a unique form of taxidermy, able to take a flesh of a person and wear it convincingly on their own bodies. Those that practice it suffer from the worst form of envy, sacrificing every piece of their own identity and the desire to have another's. They're hard to notice. But you'll hear reference by others when they talk about that person at work who's a dead ringer for you, or that guy who always gets the mail at the exact time that you do. Doppelgangers stalk their prey, learning every tick, every quirk, every laugh, until they're better at being you than you are. The last moments of your life will be spent watching your mirror image cleaning his collection of exceptionally sharp knives. These are a few examples, but they show something important. Who we are is up to us. There's no true self other than what we do and how we act. No matter what name is made for us, whether it's fat, ugly, sexy, tall, trans, queer, scaly, or gooey, these names only reflect the part people want to see. You are all these things, and none of them. You can be anything, or one thing, or three things at once. At your core, there is only the you that you see behind the mirror. Everything else is action and perception. If you want the world to see you as you see you, then be you. The only curator of your truth is you. That's all for now. I'll be back in a few weeks with more stories, more news, and the secret of eternal youth, which coincides with our Kurt Cobain Memorial Gun Safety class. Until then, remember to love the skin you're in. If you don't, I'm sure a doppelganger does. Farewell.